You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. The Bible tells us that we shall know the truth and the truth shall make us free. We shall know the truth. Well, here is the God's truth about January 6, 2021. Close your eyes. Go back to that day. What do you see? Rioters rampaging, waving for the first time inside this Capitol. Confederate flag that symbolized the cause to destroy America, to rip us apart. Even during the Civil War, that never, ever happened. But it happened here in 2021. <clears throat> what else do you see? A mob breaking windows, kicking in doors, breaching the Capitol. American flags on poles being used as weapons, as spears. Fire stingers being thrown at the heads of police officers. A crowd that professes their love for law enforcement assaulted those police officers. Fellow Americans, good morning. Certain dates echo throughout history, including dates that instantly remind all who have lived through them where they were and what they were doing when our democracy came under assault. Dates that occupy not only a place on our calendars, but a place in our collective memory. December 7th, 1941. September 11th, 2001. And January 6th, 2021. All right, welcome to uh, Fearless with Jason Whitlock. I am Jason Whitlock. This is going to be... Uh, a special one-on-one -on -one edition of Fearless with Jason Whitlock. Uh, it is January the 6th, 2022. And as we just heard from our president and vice president, uh, this day has uh, special significance uh, to our political parties and to uh, our corporate media uh, structure. And so, I I feel like I have no choice uh, but to address this. There's a lot of things uh, going on in the sports world or other things we could talk about, but uh, I don't want to ignore uh, this day, even though part of me wanted to just ignore and just not acknowledge this clown show, this charade, this propaganda campaign uh, that is going on today and has been going on all of last year. And, and today is just like spiking the football uh, for corporate media and for politicians. 
in my view, on the left and the right. There, there are no good guys, in my view, as it relates to what we're seeing uh, today and what we've seen the last year as it relates uh, to January the 6th. So uh, today is just going to be me and you. I'm going to try to put uh, this propaganda campaign in the proper context, try to explain what we've been enduring the past year and what we'll continue to endure. I don't think it's uh, a mistake or an accident that, you know, Joe Biden leads in, you know, talking about the Confederate flag at the Capitol. That's not even during the Civil War did we see that. And uh, I don't think it's by accident that, and, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, in the comments, reach out to me in some sort of way. But this whole thing of where we have like co-presidents that uh, Kamala Harris speaks first and then here comes Joe Biden and that on all of these big events, we now have two presidential addresses, one from the vice president, one from the president, and I'm going to explain to you why, again, this is all feels brand new to me. I don't remember this, but as, as many of you know, and I've talked about it, and it irritates many of you, I'm not the biggest political follower in the world. I've, I've never voted. Uh, I've been forced to zero in <clears throat> and talk about politics here in the last few years because They've shoved it down our throats. They've shoved it uh, into the sports world. And, and for the first time in my life, uh, I feel like one side is so out of hand and so uh, revolutionary in its acts and thoughts and so evil in its thoughts and acts that I've had to pay more attention and thus why I'm here at The Blaze, why we're doing the show that we're doing uh, and have been doing. Uh, but I just don't remember any vice president who gave coinciding speeches on big events or what, what the media decides is a big event. I don't, did Dick Cheney give a speech after 9-11? On the anniversaries of 9-11, did he speak? before George Bush and then Bush came in. I don't, who, who was, did Al Gore speak before Bill Clinton spoke? Did Joe Biden speak before Barack Obama? Or did we have one leader and a vice president who basically got dusted off uh, for ribbon cutting ceremonies and other inconsequential duties? And so this is being done intentionally. There's a reason why Joe Biden starts off talking about the Confederate flag, and then there's a reason why Kamala Harris is opening these uh, comments about January 6th, and that's because everything the left is doing is based on race. And it's, it's based on uh, proving the existence of white supremacy. They want to keep race front and center of all conversations about every issue that goes on in America.
if you try to stray from the race topic, they get very upset. They'll call me a sellout. They'll call you a racist. But this, this is so central and so fundamental to the strategy being used to tear this country apart. I don't know how people are ignoring it, or I don't understand why people are ignoring it. I don't understand what, I do understand, I guess, why people are fearful of it. But at the end of the day, if we don't man up and woman up and call this BS for what it is, we're going to lose this country. We're going to lose more of the freedoms that we once took for granted. They are using race to tear down this country. And there are many of you that don't want to address it head on, want to stay on the sidelines, don't want to risk being called a sellout or a racist, and so you just keep your mouth shut and you keep ignoring it, and that is what is empowering them, and that is what is increasing the racial division in this country. And so January 6th is just a propaganda tool being used to argue Man, America is just like it was in 1820, just like it was in 1920, just like it was in 1960. That's their whole argument. And there are some of us that live in a realistic world that know January the 6th wasn't really about race and I don't care about the single idiot who carried the Confederate flag into the Capitol. If all it takes is one idiot in a crowd to do or say something uh, that can be construed as racist, then we're all racist. And I was a racist when I went to the Million Man March called by Louis Farrakhan, who says and said a lot of things that could easily be construed as racist, anti-Semitic. If all it takes is one idiot in a crowd to smear everybody and to override the entire message that's being promoted, because again, I talk about me going to the Million Man March and I, I tell you why I went and why all my friends went. It was a call for black men to take responsibility for ourselves, our families, and our communities, and that's why I went. Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam, the racist stuff they said, and I could care less about it, didn't represent me. I was there because somebody was calling black men to stand up and take responsibility for themselves, their families, and their communities. People went to the Capitol on January the 6th not over some Confederate flag, not over some uh, issue of race. They went to the Capitol because they felt the election was done and executed in an unfair fashion. And I don't care if people don't like it, they can throw me off YouTube, they can ban me from Twitter, they can do whatever the hell they want to, to me. The election wasn't fair. All the rules that got changed right before the election, the whole mail-in balloting scam. 
The election wasn't fair. To all of y'all, they got a problem with me saying that. And so people had a right to be upset. That was part of their deal. The other part of their deal is they feel like politicians on the left and on the right do not and refuse to listen to the actual people that put them in office. They were frustrated by that and wanted to go to the Capitol on January the 6th and let politicians, the people they put in office, and not just Democratic politicians, they wanted to let Republican politicians know, you're not doing what I'm asking you to do. The other reason they went, we just went through in 2020 a level of lawlessness, a lawlessness, blatant lawlessness. The rioting, looting, terrorizing of neighborhoods, killing of police officers. And we got people like Kamala Harris and athletes and entertainers and celebrities on social media, on TV. I'll pay your bail. Keep it up. I'll do anything to keep you out of jail and out of trouble. Keep it up. We got your back. We watched Antifa, Black Lives Matter, the Democratic Party, LeBron James, Kamala Harris, and all these justify a level of lawlessness that we watched on TV night after night after night across this country. Buildings burning down, police shot and killed, ordinary citizens terrorized. People sat and watched that for an entire summer. And they were mad as hell and frustrated about it and they weren't going to take it anymore. And so they went to the Capitol to get in people's faces and let them know, no, 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 we're frustrated too. We're not going to go burn down our own neighborhoods we're going to come to your place of work and let you know how frustrated we are. Those are the primary reasons why people showed up on January the 6th. They went to go confront the lawmakers, primarily the white ones, who refused to represent their point of view and treated them like your thoughts don't matter. The only thoughts that matter are the LGBTQ, uh, whoever says they're down with Black Lives Matter, George Floyd, whatever criminal has resisted arrest and run afoul of the law and gotten himself into a much bigger jam with police than he should have if he had just complied. All, the entire country bending over backwards for them and here I am just a working class stiff and everyone acts like my thoughts, the taxes I pay, the way that I conduct my life, basically obeying the laws. You don't matter. You're racist scum. You're proud boys. You're the KKK. You're Trump supporters. Shut up. You don't matter. That's not how you run a, a democracy. 
That's not what the Constitution promised them. And so they were mad and went to the Capitol. Did they act and behave appropriately? No, there's virtually no disagreement about that. But was it some Klan rally? Absolutely not. And for the media and for Joe Biden and for Kamala Harris to sit up here and to continue to paint this picture and to continue to exploit the race angle to drive division and, and disharmony in this country is repulsive to me. And so here's Kamala Harris, the vice president, needs to go sit down and disappear like every other vice president before her. But because she's 15 to 20% black, they're keeping her out front and center because it allows them to spend everything in a racial manner. The people that actually want to bring down this country actually understand this country's history better than the people who are pretending and maybe this includes some of you who are pretending like you want to protect this country. Because if you understood the history of this country, you would know and you would understand that race has been the only thing that has brought this country to its knees. And you would understand the ploy and the tactic that they're using and you would be fighting against it. You would be rejecting all of this identity uh, uh, tactics and ploys that they're using. Instead, we need, if we don't get back to one nation under God, if believers don't come together, regardless of the, our politics, regardless of how we see the abortion issue, and, you know, to some degree, there's only one way for a believer to see the abortion issue. But if we don't come together, despite our little surface level uh, disagreements and surface level differences, skin color and things like that, this country is going down in a giant ball of flames led by Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and all the people working with them. the Civil War about race. We had a bloody war that almost, that almost divided this country about race. 50s and 60s, the whole civil rights movement about race that nearly divided this country. Same thing going on right now. January 6th, running around pretending like, oh my God, these racists just overtook the Capitol and they, and they were gonna tear this country apart and it was an insurrection and, and, and they were gonna overturn the election with their flagpoles and fire extinguishers. And oh, I read, the New York Times wrote this long story, fact-checking January 6th. And, and because many of us believe, rightfully, this is the most over-exaggerated insurrection in the history of insurrections. For Kamala Harris to sit up there, <laughs> Pearl Harbor, 9-11. <laughs> what they, 3,000 people 
died on September 11. 2,300 people died Pearl Harbor. One person died on January the 1, or January 6. Ashley Babbitt. And this idiot, who's only there to be a racial prop, unqualified, there to be a racial prop to keep the racial division going, is analogizing January the 6th to Pearl Harbor and 9-11 and doing it with a straight face. And then I'm looking at the New York Times and all the, I want to read directly from this story where they allegedly are are fact-checking and debunking all these right-wing myths about uh, January 6th. And many of them are stupid. Despite denials, the riot was in fact violent, resulted in multiple fatalities, and did involve weapons. Here's how they back that up. The riot at the Capitol resulted in injuries to about 150 federal and local police officers, as well as 1.5 million in damages to the Capitol. Yet despite graphic videos depicting assaults and destruction, a chorus of prominent conservative voices have insisted that the events were largely nonviolent, akin to a peaceful protest or normal tourist visit. They go on about Trump. Uh, those, those are claims are false. At least three January 6 rioters face gun charges, including a Maryland resident who took a gun into the Capitol. Look how cleverly they disguise this. No, you got thousands of people there and they're going, Whoo! at least three of them face gun charges, including a Maryland resident who took a gun into the Capitol. So if you read that sentence or two sentences in totality, what they're saying is one person had a gun when they went into the Capitol and he faces charges. There's a couple others that face gun charges, but there's no evidence they took them into the Capitol. According to just to the Justice Department, over 75 defendants have been charged with entering a restricted area with a dangerous or deadly weapon. They ain't going to define these dangerous or deadly weapons. Damn near a butter knife meets that standard. Who knows what it spray? Who the hell knows? But cut it out. We watched in 2020 what deadly riots look like. We saw people in the street. There's video in Atlanta, Rayshard Brooks. There's plenty of video. People with semi-automatic weapons looking just like Kyle Rittenhouse walking up and down the streets shooting people. I've seen the videos myself. A bipartisan Senate report tied, tied seven fatalities to the assault. On the day of the attack, Two protesters died of heart attacks. Two protesters died of heart attacks. They don't say where. They could have been out in the park, out in the streets. Were were these inside the Capitol? Were they people that stormed the Capitol? Or were they fat people like me that could have a heart attack at any time, anywhere? Skinny people. Drop dead or heart attacks anytime, anywhere. They tied 
two heart attacks to protesters to the assault. Uh, one of the accident, one, uh, two protesters died on one of an accidental overdose. An accidental overdose. That's blamed on January the 6th, according to the New York Times. And one was Ashley Babbitt was shot while trying to enter the speaker's lobby of the Capitol through a broken glass door. A Capitol police officer died of multiple strokes a day after the attack. Two other cops killed themselves in the days afterwards. So now suicides days later is why January 6th was this deadly attack akin to Pearl Harbor and 9-11. Suicides days after. A cop having a stroke a day after. And if we want to do this loose time, do you understand the kind of stress police officers have been under? This is even before, but since George Floyd, the kind of stress anybody wearing a law enforcement uniform has been under? Are you kidding me? I would, the Capitol Police officer, if he died of a stroke from stress, I'd blame it on George Floyd more than I'd blame it on January the 6th. Law enforcement has been discredited, uh, defiled, defamed, villainized, demonized. We've made it one of the worst professions on the planet ever since George Floyd. It started before then, but it became most acute after George Floyd. So George Floyd and our reaction to it killing far more cops than anything that happened on January the 6th. This is all a propaganda campaign to keep black and white people at each other's throats. Oh, there was a guy that had a Confederate flag. Oh, and we're gonna have Kamala Harris's 20% black. We're gonna have her come out here and fan these flames. When have we ever seen vice presidents out talking as much as we keep seeing Kamala Harris front and center. And no one in the corporate media calling this BS out. What vice president is giving speeches as often as she is right before the president as if we got two different presidents. We got the 20% black president and we got the 80 year old senile president. This is a game. They love, oh God, we gotta remember January 6th. Oh, I remember exactly where I was. You remember where you were on March 1, 1971? When the weather underground bombed the Capitol? Anybody remember where they were? This ain't the first time. There have been worse attacks on the Capitol. And yes, the Weather Underground in 1971 bombed the Capitol. No one was hurt, but they did set off a bomb at the Capitol. In 1983, the Capitol, 
what a bunch of liberal white women calling themselves M19 bombed the Capitol. You remember where you were? Oh, this is the worst attack on the Capitol. They came in with flagpoles and moose heads and, and guys dropped dead of an overdose out in the parking lot. And we found a gun on a couple of people. They didn't pull him and shoot anybody. The only person that pulled and shot a gun was Michael Byrd, and he killed a little white woman, Ashley Babbitt. But this is the worst thing in the world. And oh, our democracy was on the brink. And if they had just gotten in, if the Capitol Police hadn't stopped them, they were going to take Nancy Pelosi hostage. A group of idiots. We're that's all it's going to take to overthrow this government and to overthrow democracy is a group of idiots wear, uh, waving flagpoles to come into the building. And um, our democracy, this country, is on such thin ice that all it takes is a, a handful of rednecks to walk into the Capitol and the whole thing falls apart. They got to cut this out and we got to quit going for it. And, 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 and those of us that have any faith in a higher power, who have any belief in truth, that's what so bothered me about Joe Biden and bringing God into this. There's nothing Joe Biden is standing on and stands for that has anything right now to do with God. Nothing. I don't know what's driving this man other than the pursuit of power. His love of being in power. He is uh, from Game of Thrones. He's Stannis Baratheon. And that, that's why as bad as the TV show ended Game of Thrones, I wish people fully understood it. It's a great show four or five seasons in because it's really just an explanation of how desperate and how corrupt and how immoral people will be in the pursuit of power. And that's what we're seeing from Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, but it ain't just them. It ain't just Democrats. I'm gonna take a quick little pause here and I'm gonna show you how the Republicans, they ain't no better. And that's why I keep telling we better get right with God and quit looking for these politicians to fix something they're incapable, unwilling to fix. These Republicans ain't no better than the people on the left. I'm gonna prove that here in a minute, but I'm gonna tell you about my friends at Good Ranchers. Start the new year with free meat. Good Ranchers is giving away 40 free chicken breasts to every, to every order that uses my code, Fearless. That's $150 value for free. They wanna help you kick the new year off right with a box of 100% American, 110% delicious chicken, beef, and seafood. Eat better, eat healthier, cook more meals at home, and enjoy loads of flavor with one of their many boxes. Take advantage of this limited time offer today. Use the code FEARLESS at checkout or visit www.goodranchers.com fearless to get your 40 free chicken breasts. 
Saving $150 with this deal is a great way to start off the year. Stock up on quality beef, chicken, and seafood, food that makes a difference in your life and the lives of American ranchers. Go to goodranchers.com slash fearless to start 2022 on the best note possible. Free chicken, free delicious meat, and you're supporting me, this show, and people who support your point of view. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to go in on Ted Cruz. Next. Solemn anniversary this week, uh, and it is an anniversary of a violent terrorist attack on the Capitol where we saw the men and women of law enforcement demonstrate incredible courage, incredible bravery, uh, risk their lives uh, to defend the men and women who serve in this Capitol. We are grateful for that courage. We appreciate. Uh, the selfless sacrifice uh, of the men and women who, who keep us safe. We have seen bombs go off in Boston at the marathon. Uh, we have seen the towers fall in New York City uh, without, you know, <laughs> We know what terror attacks look like. And so for Ted Cruz to go along with this game that the left is playing and trying to turn January 6th into a terror attack, this is where I'm talking about politicians. And, and I'm not suggesting that my approach is the right approach for everyone. But, but this is why I struggle to vote. Because I don't see any politician willing to stand on truth. And so if they're not standing on truth, oh, well, his lies aren't as big as their lies. And so therefore, you know, he's better than the big liars. You can't have big lies without little ones. The little lies justify the big lies. And so for Ted Cruz to sit up here and open his mouth and act like January 6th was a terror attack. You know how many terror attacks go on in Chicago and in other major cities, Philadelphia, other major cities, New York today? If January 6th was a terror attack where only one person got killed, what goes on in South Central Los Angeles every day, every weekend? What goes on in Chicago, in all these major cities? People legitimately afraid to stay, sleep, and work and, and move around their communities and Ted Cruz is on TV, in front of cameras, in front of Congress, pretending like this is a terror attack, when they went back to work in that same building three or four hours later after a terror attack. Name me the terror attack where it was business as usual three or four hours later. We see bodies drop in major cities, and that community won't go back to business as usual in three or four hours.
these the small lies justify people telling big lies. And so Ted's right in the game with them. These people are playing with our emotions and you want to know why the people showed up at the Capitol last year on January the 6th It's because of the little lies, the like the one Ted Cruz just told. He's supposed to be representing their point of view. If they felt like they had a voice, they wouldn't have gotten cars and driven to Washington, D.C. to go make sure their voices are heard. If they had a voice, if the people elected to defend them and to represent their voice would stand on truth and speak up, they wouldn't come to the Capitol. They would stay their ass at home and take care of their wives, kids and families and neighborhoods. But because people like Ted Cruz don't have the intestinal fortitude, the balls, the manliness to stand on truth, they have to come out of character and do things they shouldn't have to do. Call that a terrorist attack. That's an insult to people that have actually gone through something. There are kids, young kids, and that's what drives me crazy about all these, oh God, thank God the police were here. They were gonna get me with a flagpole. And you got kids right now that will go to sleep tonight hoping and praying that they don't get shot, they mama don't get shot, their big brother don't get shot by a random bullet tonight. George Floyd's four-year-old niece Caught a bullet laying in bed. And these cowardly politicians think they went through something on January the 6th. And oh my God, thank God the police, the Capitol Police heroically saved me from that flagpole. I know y'all don't like the fact that I don't vote, but y'all got to help me understand why I should vote for any of these clowns. Will they stand on truth? Will they represent what I believe or will they play the game to hold on to their power? Are they all in on the same thing? When I hear things like this from Ted Cruz, I. He's no better than the Democrat. He's no better than Kamala Harris or Joe Biden. He's benefiting from this scam too, this fake division that they're promoting, this racial animus that they're promoting. He's benefiting from it too, or he wouldn't be telling these lies. It's so obvious what they're doing, how they're driving us apart and using race to do it. And anybody with a brain, and this man is smart, anybody with a brain would not contribute to that lie. Not if you love this country, not if you love what this country has done for many of us in this country, black, white, brown, yellow, whatever. It has given all of us great opportunities to succeed and to better ourselves. Has it been 100%? Nothing has. 
better than all the other options in the history of man? Yes, it has. And I'll stand on that. The, <laughs> we have a clip, I believe, because this is what, you know, Ted Cruz and these politicians, and this is what, all of them are phony and fake, and we're, we're sitting around, we're, oh my God, Trump sent all of his people to the Capitol to overthrow the election and to overthrow our government, and he's the reason why we have violence, and someone carried a Confederate flag into the Capitol, and, oh! Maxine Waters begging people to get violent with each other, begging people on the left to confront people on the right with violence and intimidation. But oh, it's all Donald Trump. It's only Donald Trump and his supporters. Maxine Waters, Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris' supporters, those are the good guys. They only burn, loot, and kill when a black criminal suspect has been killed. Their violence is justified. It's good violence. As John Lewis, it's good trouble. When you burn down a building and kill cops, because George Floyd refused to comply with police, that's good trouble. Play the clip of Maxine Waters begging her supporters to get up in people's faces and promote division and bait violence. Uh, that we're going to get a verdict that is say guilty, guilty, guilty. And if we don't, we, got, we cannot go away. And not just manslaughter, right? I mean... Oh, no, not manslaughter. No, no, no. This is, this is guilty for murder. I don't know whether it's in the first degree, but as far as I'm concerned, it's first degree. It's coming from what happens if we do not get, get what you just told? What should the people do? What should protesters on the street do? I didn't hear you. What happens? What should protesters do? Well, we, we got to stay on the street, uh, and we've got to get more active. We've got to get more confrontational. We've got to make sure that they they know that we need business. We have to get more confrontational. We don't get the guilty verdict that Maxine Waters has demanded. We have to get more confrontational. She's saying this on a night as riots and violence and looting are going on across the country. But it's Trump. He's the worst human being on the planet. And Maxine Waters, she's an angel from God. And her violence that she's calling for, the confrontation that she's baiting people to have, that's good trouble. And so the people sitting at home that watched this throughout 2020, who got angry and was like, well, hold on. From Ted Cruz on down, ain't nobody pushing back against this crap. Our neighborhoods, our businesses, our way of life is being uprooted by a bunch of people that seem to have no morality? And these politicians are afraid to take them on? Yeah, I'm going to go to the Capitol 
and make my voice heard and I'm going to carry my flagpole with me. They brought it on. They left these people with no choice. And I don't care if people don't like it. Those people behave relatively well in comparison to what we've seen from the other side. You want to talk about something that was mostly peaceful? It was January the 6th. I don't think we got it called up, but it like, you want to see some rioting and some stuff that's not mostly peaceful. Go back and look at the clips after the Rodney King verdict. They dragging people up out of trucks and cars and damn near killed Reginald Denny and everyone just like laughed it off. What happened to Reginald Denny? And them destroying uh, their own communities in Los Angeles and across this country. Oh, that's justified. They're justifiably frustrated. Well, let's say they were. Why not offer the same defense to the people on January the 6th? They didn't drag anybody out of a building and, and beat their brains in and darn near kill them. They didn't light any buildings on fire. They wrestled and had pushing and shoving matches with the police. One of them, Ashley Babbitt, was shot and killed for climbing through a window while posing no threat to anybody. No physical threat. It's a five foot six, 130 pound woman shot in cold blood for no justifiable reason. And you wonder why people are mad? You wonder why they don't trust the election? It's all the lies the politicians are telling that are all being backed by corporate media. The very people Politicians are supposed to represent the people. The media is supposed to be the watchdog for the people. The media is supposed to watch the politicians for the people. The politicians are supposed to speak for the people. That's the way this system was set up. It has broken down completely. And we're wondering why people are upset and frustrated and willing to go to Washington, D.C. to make their voices heard. The people, the very people derelict in their duties from Ted Cruz to Nancy Pelosi to Joe Biden to Nicole Wallace, Rachel Maddow, Anderson Cooper, Don Lemon, the very people that have the jobs supposed to be watchdogs for the people, supposed to be the voice of the people, have refused to do their jobs. And we're looking at the anarchists and the globalists take over this country and change the American way of life. And you wonder why people are upset? and reaching for their flagpoles 
and buying guns in record numbers? It's because of your failure and sitting around. How long are white people, black people to take? How long are believers in Christ going to go for this? How long are we going to allow them to keep? Oh, it's Donald Trump. If he would just stop, everything would be better. Donald Trump, he's the bad guy. If he'd just go away. And again, this isn't me arguing for Donald Trump. I'm arguing for the truth. I'm arguing for common sense. I'm arguing for people to do their jobs. I'm arguing for fairness. I'm arguing for some sense of equality, of representation and voice. You can't just, and, and they know it. I'm wondering, do you know it? But th they know that, hey, look, we know we're not being fair. We know we're trying to upturn this entire system and we're trying to install communism and get America on board with a way of governance that works for the global community, the global elite community. That's what's going on. Some of you idiots are foolish enough to believe all oh, these global elites, it's going to be better for me. I'm a minority and the global elites, they love minorities. You're going to be the first one catching hell. Trust me. You're going to be the most miserable person on the planet, the most oppressed person on the planet. The first person with your neck underneath a boot. Trust me, it's all over history. And just because they've convinced you, oh, the history that they didn't teach us was the Tulsa massacre. And if they had taught us the Tulsa massacre, no, nah, man, that ain't the history you've been denied. You've been denied the history of Marxism and communism and socialism and what that means for you. And the type of oppression you're going to experience when they install the system that you think is going to make you happy. Or no, more so, you think that system is going to make them unhappy. Oh, we could just get a system in here that Trump supporters hate. It's going to be beautiful. Your whole life worldview is based off of, oh, we can just make Trump supporters miserable. The world would be a better place. It's not biblically sound in any way. What you're fighting for, what you believe is going to bring you happiness. Western civilization. The United States of America, our Constitution, our Bill of Rights, our Declaration of Independence, all of it came and is laced with a biblical worldview. The individuals that wrote the documents were flawed, but they came up with a nearly flawless system that was consistent with the word of God. Yes, they were flawed. The individuals, the system they came up with was better than their flaws. History proves this.
America proves it. Our journey, our narrative art. You're being bamboozled into thinking that America and our founding documents are the problem. The people are flawed. And they're very flawed right now. They have no respect for our founding documents. They've sold out freedom. They've sold out God. They've become secular. They're atheists. Many of them pretend to have faith. They don't. They're politicians and they're political and they are in love with power. They're not in love with God. They're not in love with being in God's will, vision, path. They're in love with their own power, how they can get rich, how they can rule, how they can survive what they believe is coming next. And that's why we continue to have a world that keeps moving more and more secular and more and more, we're building a, war a world view and a system that's all about feelings. We keep moving further and further away from the truth. When you move away from the truth, you're moving away from God. And so when Joe Biden, Kamala Harris stand up, yeah, this is just like Pearl Harbor. That's a lie. It's not remotely based in truth. When the whole entire corporate media structure spends all of Thursday trying to convince you, oh, January 6th, do you remember where you were? Do you remember that feeling when one person died who was shot by police, but it was really a Klan rally? And she was burned at the cross and she was black and so will a white woman. And it's just like I read yesterday over Twitter, some, somebody that's calling herself a social historian wrote a book where she talked about Kyle Rittenhouse. And in her book, this is a UCLA professor called a social historian, an Egyptologist or whatever. She wrote that Kyle Rittenhouse killed two black people at a Black Lives Matter rally in Kenosha. It's an idiot lying to promote racial division. That's what they're doing today with January the 6th, trying to convince you it was a Klan rally. And the reason why they have to do this is because America no longer has Klan rallies, not of any significance. We used to have them, big ones. And the Klan used to be very powerful. And it was, used to be fashionable to be a white supremacist. That's no longer the case. That's why they keep making up things. They want it to be 1920. They want it to be 1820, but they have to fabricate it. That's why, oh, Charlottesville, 200 idiots gathered up and they had you convinced that it was 200,000 and that they somehow represented uh, a nationwide feeling across America. A couple hundred people wanted to uh, rally up and 
protect Confederate statues. Of, oh, that's all. Oh, that's it's horrible. We got 200 people in Charlottesville. And then so a thousand leftist idiots calling themselves anti-fascist showed up to fight them. And to have a confrontation with to show everybody how, oh, I'm anti, I'm anti-racist. And all they needed to be was ignored. A group of 200 idiots can be ignored. There's always going to be 200 idiots. There'll be 2,000 idiots. But that don't mean it's the majority. There were some idiots at the Million Man March that I attended. Wasn't the majority. January 6th is a joke. I won't be talking about it next year. I'm not going to play their game next year. This is it and this is all for me as it relates to January the 6th. I'm going to let everybody, Ted Cruz and everybody else who wants to exploit it, they can continue on. But next January the 6th, the second anniversary when they're still at this game of pretending like uh, January 6th was America almost was toppled. You can continue to play this game and go for it. You can continue to follow them down the little racial war path that they want you to go down. I'm not going to do it. Tomorrow we'll be back uh, to talking about stuff that matters. <clears throat> Probably a little sports. But who knows something? Maybe Ted Cruz will say some more dumb stuff today, and I'll go back in on him. All right, that's it, and that's all. Regrets and our decisions, we don't want to go to heaven with free.